0: Welcome to another episode of Cracking Cryptids and Curios. This is Matt, once again, joined by Angel. Now, Angel, I am beyond pleased to report to all of our curiosities that we have indeed escaped the mirror world in one piece. That seven years of bad luck? Not this time. Our slate is clean. Everything seems to be in tip-top shape, all because you did exactly as I told you. Harnessed your inner power, gathered your chi, And became the milk chugger you were destined to be. And it's remarkable. As we were traveling back out into the real world, you revealed to me a hobby you started right there, right in the mirror world. You noticed.
1: My heart's beating really fast, I'm scared.
0: You noticed there are various locations that could have housed people, so you weren't around in what you called the Who Knows More Mandy Moore lore tour, attempting to provide fun Mandy Moore trivia for the folks. But as you told me, there were no denizens around, so you began to collect various artifacts from around the area and began making cheap imitations of Luke Tepth dolls, the childlike Thai doll that translates to child angel and are famous for bringing good luck. You clothe them, feed them, bathe them, sing to them, and even refer to them as your children. So, Angel, why did you decide to leave them all behind, strategically placed in front of mirrors?
1: Well, you see, this is a sort of retirement plan that I have in motion because the Thai dolls are going to be my portals back into the mirror world and i was using the mandy moore uh, lore tour as uh, sort of a front to be able to look into these houses Um, because my plan is to become a mirror world slumlord my objective is i have to get back there to build up my properties to then make them worse so that's, that's sort of where I'm going with it because, So who's, I mean, I, I, I got to retire here.
0: So who's who's renting these places? We, we know nobody lives there.
1: Uh, the mirror world is where it's going to be at in the next 50 years. My God. Have you seen where the world's going now? <laughs> we got to get out of here.
0: I never realized you loved the mirror world so much.
1: My time there opened my eyes. I look into mirrors now and I see clearly. Are you you sure this
0: isn't the mirror world's
1: influence on
0: you? Perhaps there's some sort of evil... You know, since we've left,
1: I've felt a weight on my shoulders. But that was lifted when I decided to become a slumlord in the mirror world. To go back and to bring people with me. So I don't know if that's... I'm going to take it as a good sign that something in me wants me to do that. It talks to me. I hear voices in my head. They say, become a slumlord in the mirror world?
0: Well, I will not be one of those tenants.
1: I'll give you a discount.
0: We'll talk about this after. At
1: at least 5% off.
0: I mean, I saw one of those dolls. They were kind of weird. They're
1: they're my little angels.
0: (laughs) And with... (laughs) With that being said, let's take a look at some of the news this week. In fact, we only have one article from uh, Futurism.com. It says, head of NASA suggests that UFOs could be alien technology.
1: That's quite a suggestion.
0: <laughs> During an appearance this week at the University of Virginia, NASA boss Bill Nelson made some eyebrow-raising remarks about a possible connection between military sightings of unidentified flying objects and the search for alien life. I've talked to those pilots, and they know they saw something, and their radar is locked onto it, Nelson told the crowd at the university, which is where he got his law degree. And they don't know what it is, and we don't know what it is. We hope it's not an adversary here on Earth that has that kind of technology. That's an interesting analysis on its own, but look what he said next when he started directly speculating about the search for life beyond Earth. But it's something Nelson added during the wide-ranging event. And so this is a mission that we're constantly looking, who is out there, who are we? How do we get here? How do we become as we are? How do we develop? How do we civilize? And are those same conditions out there in a universe that has billions of other suns and billions of other galaxies? It's so large, I can't conceive it. Provocatively, Nelson even went on to conjecture that alien civilizations could be found in a parallel universe. Now, Mm -hmm. there are even theories that there might be other universes, Nelson added. And if that's the case, who am I to say planet Earth is the only location of a life form that is civilized and organized like ours? Obviously, Nelson isn't claiming to have any specific information, and in all likelihood, he was just having some fun during a public appearance. It's also not Nelson's first time opining that there's almost certainly alien life out there somewhere. But it's worth contrasting Nelson's freewheeling style with that of his immediate predecessor, Steve Jurczyk, who was much more reserved and circumspect on the topic. Take this interview he did with Futurism earlier this year. You know, it's uh, hard to say, he told us with a laugh when asked about the search for alien life. But, you know, part of the Mars mission is looking for past signs of life, and we're detecting planets around the other stars, right? With Kepler and eventually with James, the James Webb Space Telescope and other missions, we want to do direct imaging of exoplanets, planets around other stars, so we're advancing our knowledge there. But, so far, no aliens, he said. So, what do you think about that?
1: About what Bill Nelson has so boldly stated? You know, Billy Boy is a guy that's been around for a while. He's getting his voice out there, and... I don't like what he has to say. He's being pretty glib about what's out there. I think it's a front because they're, like, priming us to want to believe that that these things are out there. But in reality, I think it's actually the government that is the one doing this, and they're just, like, playing coy that oh it's it's probably aliens you know what the the past 60 years you guys were right we're the ones that were wrong it's aliens yeah it's the government is covering it up by giving us the information they they think we want they think we think we want to know so you think he's being glib you don't think he's like he actually knows
0: something then you think he's just kind of like
1: well, he knows that humor. they're not aliens by saying they're aliens. <laughs> because, uh, he's in on it. <laughs> maybe. I mean, maybe. Billy Boy. Well, Maybe, possibly, uh, maybe. Well, you heard we're, it here uh,
0: first. <laughs> so, Bill Nelson, we're watching Not For You and your
1: conspiracy. We're watching, not watching.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh. With a tear in my eye, I am saddened to say that this week marks the end of our innocence. The end of our indie cred. The end of our podcast as we know it, Angel. This week, we are in essence being drafted to the big leagues. We are metaphorically bound for Hollywood. Long gone are the days of broken down Iraqi airboats that I bought for such an insanely big discount that I would have been... The crazy one not to buy it. Gone too are the days of the lowly, bottom-of-barrel cryptids like the Hoogag, Squonk, and Tinger. We, my friend, have ascended to new heights. This week, we cross the threshold, Guardians be Damned, and rank our most mainstream entity yet, the Chupacabra. By proxy, and I'm pretty sure this is how it all works, we are now mainstream. With our newfound mainstream lifestyle, what are you most looking forward to,
1: Angel? You know, I've learned a lot from my fantasy athlete game. Matt, did you know that 60% of NBA players go completely broke within five years of retirement?
0: Yes, because I love sports.
1: (laughs) Yeah, sports. Local sports team. So, to cope with the mainstream lifestyle, I have completely skipped with the within five years part and I'm passing to just completely broke without even having to live the high life. So with that being said, I have a plot of land in the swamp that I will now live on, tunneling into the ground like some sort of mole man. I will be the mole man. And once the tunnels are done, I think it will be a day-to-day sort of see-what-happens lifestyle for me. So, mole man.
0: You sound pretty well there, Angel. Me, uh, you know, I think I'm gonna go the 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 high the high life route. Just to uh, get a pair of sunglasses, a mansion, and live my live my days uh, on the pool with uh surrounded by a bunch of women. Because why not? Hollywood, here I come. Team Mo, man. So anyway,
1: the chu- my my mole man, <laughs> people are gonna invade your Hollywood lot like that um, those capybaras in Argentina or Chile, wherever it was. <laughs> I you enough, can't get rid of us. I'm tunneling.
0: I have enough money to to handle that with reinforcements. <laughs> oh my God. The chupacabra or goat sucker is a top tier legendary figure in the world of cryptids. If there was a Mount Rushmore of cryptids. It would be where <laughs> I hadn't read this part. <laughs> Jesus. If there was a Mount Ru- <laughs> <laughs> If there was a Mount Rushmore of cryptids, it would be where Teddy Roosevelt is. I must ask, with you living in Florida, Angel, have you or your family ever had an encounter with El Chupacabras?
1: Teddy Girls. You know, I asked my parents, and it's kind of odd because they don't want to talk about it. If I bring it up or try to try to trick them into talking about it, they change the subject or excuse themselves from the room. There were a few times, you know, I live in Florida, <laughs> and I'd I'd hear noises, I'd hear really odd stuff outside my window clicking noises and, and shuffling like something was walking around. So one night I was outside and I, I was outside at this pull-up bar that I had in the backyard. There was this phase you and I, we went through. If you remember this, it was called warrioring, yes. where this concept from a book about how Spartans were the greatest human beings in history because of how fit they were. And we were just basically weaker creatures because we were not Spartans. So we wanted to be Spartans. It was basically a bro-life workout book. So I'm doing pull-ups in the backyard. And I and I always hated going into the backyard because because there's a bunch of overgrown plants there. Like, insanely overgrown. And by, by that I mean it really looks like a prehistoric landscape back there. Like those little dinosaurs in Jurassic Park 2 that pack attack people are just going to run out and attack me while I'm doing pull-ups so I'm doing some real really good pull-ups doing my warrior pump and I hear a rustling in the overgrowth and I'm like okay no more workouts today I'm gonna go inside this shadow thing them bullets out and out of the brush and so I just hoof it I hoof it back inside after a few days I went back out and and looked in the brush and there was a dead rabbit in the brush So what it was, I don't know, a a chupacabra, I I guess it's possible, but it could have also been a homeless person because my parents never cut the overgrowth back there. So, you know,
0: (laughs) it's very possible. I mean, those homeless, you know, they're everywhere. Probably my walls. (laughs) Um, I was thinking if I ever had an encounter with a chupacabra, but I realized I live in Wisconsin. There's nothing there. But I'll tell you one thing. When we recorded the episode on the Hodag, I had, I hadn't heard of this. And then after we recorded it, I kept seeing the Hodag everywhere. It was weird. Like I saw it like at the store and then I thought I heard stuff and I just said it must be the Hodag.
1: What do you think you hear?
0: What did I think? I know I heard it. Like a growling. And like like barking. It was weird. How'd it bark? How'd it bark? Like, <laughs> kind of like a dog, sure, but, sure. but it wasn't a dog. <laughs> was
1: Say, sure it wasn't a dog? Pretty sure it wasn't a dog. Did you throw dynamite at it? <laughs> no, I didn't have any on hand. <laughs> oh my God, in Wisconsin, there's dynamite everywhere. <laughs> I didn't have any on hand. What? You know, fanny packs? That's what they're invented for to keep your dynamite in. Little known fact.
0: <laughs> one of the main reasons we have really shied away from these top tier cryptids <laughs> Man, we totally got away from that, huh? <laughs> it's because there That's seems to be, <laughs> there seems to be so much information out there and the encounters and history have been so well documented, one more episode would just get lost in the either. But then, Angel i had a storm within my brain um uh the word i'm looking for eludes me at the moment but that's what i had (laughs) i began to think well huh i suppose for all that is out there i actually don't know anything about the chupacabra. besides i think it is a dog that sort of looks like it has mange and just walked out some sort of apocalyptic hellhole The catalyst for that storm within my brain was one sentence from the 2011 book Tracking the Chupacara, the Vampire Beast in Fact, Fiction, and Folklore by Benjamin Radford. Rooted in conspiracy theory and anti-American sentiment, the Chupacara is a contradictory and bizarre amalgamation of vampire monster, folk myth, and chameleon. It is a shapeshifter, changing its appearance and characteristics according to the time and place it is seen, and according to the beliefs and expectations of those who see it. I mean, my God, Angel, scribed upon those pages by the heavenly hands of Benjamin Radford is a word I've never expected to see. Shapeshifter. And, color me surprised, even a splash of amalgamation in there too. How is this possible?
1: Magic. Merlin escaped the cave that he was trapped in and is now a vampiric monster that feeds on animal blood millennia of no contact in that cave made him feral and his magic unreliable so he is constantly changing forms thus the shape-shifting well there you
0: have it (laughs) we solved the problem the riddle of the chupacabra
1: it was Merlin all along.
0: It's always been Merlin. <laughs> so the book goes on to read, many accounts suggest that the creature stands about four to five feet tall. It has short but powerful legs that allow it to leap fantastic distances, long claws, and terrifying black or glowing red eyes. Not only is this thing bipedal, but it can Chad Lewis, not the author, Broad jump great distances, has glowing red eyes, has calls. I mean, my gosh, is this just a mini lizard
1: man? You know, I I think we looked at the lizard man incorrectly and that the lizard man was really a chupacabra. You remember that Air Force guy that shot a five foot six inch creature in the neck that then ran off into the swamp to die? My God. Maybe rather than that person we suspected, uh, you know, he murdered He shot a chupacabra. The the sighting that said it was taller from Chris, that that was just an exaggeration to make his experience even wilder.
0: Maybe. My God, what if all these sightings are just chupacabras?
1: And thus Merlin.
0: (laughs) It all goes back to Merlin. Now, hold on here. Because it is also said the bipedal version of the entity has a distinctive row of spikes down its back. Why do you think the Chupacara would have spinal spikes? And also, the lizard man didn't have spinal spikes, did
1: it? <clears throat> so, this is potentially the scariest part, Matt. I imagine they serve the same purpose as something like a porcupine's quill not ones that set fire to camps but they protect it from other natural natural predators which begs the question what the hell is hunting the chupacabra uh yeah i was thinking it was like a stegosaurus and i protected it from a t-rex or an allosaurus (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's jurassic park yeah (laughs) my bible has taught me The
0: Chupacabra is also known in two other physical forms. One of them, as the Tracking the Chupacabra book states, is a small four-legged beast looking very much like a dog or a coyote. While the last form is a catch-all category that basically includes any unusual animal, alive or dead, that anyone reports seeing or thinks for whatever reason might be the dreaded Chupacabra. This version of the Chupacabra includes everything from a kangaroo with wings to a dried and misshapen ocean animal. What do you make of these entirely different forms?
1: You know, uh, again, beyond the possibility of it being a feral post-cave life Merlin, this tells me that the Chupacabra is everything that once was and ever will be. Another idea I had is that it's like the demonic version of the game Telephone or whatever that game is where... You have to draw a picture on someone's back. Then that person has to draw their interpretation of the feeling onto someone else's back and then so on down the line. And the person who started the original drawing was some researcher in the late 1800s that thought everything was a dinosaur.
0: So are you saying that the chupacabra was once a dinosaur and it just changed down the line?
1: It evolved. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> So is Merlin a dinosaur? I think I'm saying that. <laughs> well, when
0: you when you hear the word Chupacabra, which version of the entity is the one you see in your mind's eye?
1: I, you know, I think instantly of the dog or coyote version, which I feel is the dominant version of today's lore. I, I honestly forget, or I honestly forgot, the bipedal, red-eyed version even existed. And and what's up with that? I think I've asked this before. Why does everything have red glowing eyes? I think red glowing eyes just makes him more menacing. Like you can see it further in the dark, but then it gives it away. <laughs> like, isn't that a, a weakness? Well, when you're hunting. In reality,
0: of course. But for humans, anything with red eyes is just <laughs> <Scared and> spooky. <laughs> if I hadn't said that the one in my mind's eye was the dog, I would have said the bipedal version is the one that I picture with the red eyes. But I didn't, because I said it was the dog that came to mind.
1: We got dogs in our mind. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Actually, I would picture, I would think you would picture the Hodag. Well,
0: the Hodag doesn't have red eyes. You sure about that? (laughs) Since our show has now gone mainstream, I was able to get the credit limit on our company credit card increased. I know the metaphorical cash is burning a hole in your pockets. So so get ready to paint the town red. <laughs> we must we must gear up as we have one and only one chance to capture the chupacabra and I'm serious. This credit card is almost maxed out. So we, <laughs> so we need to catch this thing. To even have a chance to pay it off so please for the sake of our financial fortitude I need you to tell me the five absolute must-have things we need to catch a chupacara
1: and I remind you our livelihoods are at stake here there's a saying that says you gotta spend money to make money and that's how I live my life so number one would be gold or platinum chains and I'm not talking about chains to capture the copper. I'm talking like to wear as a necklace. So some gold or platinum necklaces. N- number two would be brand new shoes. Because we've got to look good. Yeah. Number three would be a truck that can have a trailer attached to it. Number four would be a really stylish overcoat that goes with the shoes and the chains. Number five would be a life-size chupacabra replica that we use, which we say we caught. Then we parade it around North America county fairs and charge people to see it, which we then carry around in our trailer attached to our nice new truck. That's what we need. Those five things and only those five things, mainly the gold chains. I need those now.
0: (laughs) Did you notice that all of those items come? (laughs) Combine (laughs) unique All of those items combine uniquely to become a vehicle that can help you even more to find the Chupacabra. What? If you throw the gold chains, the shoes, the overcoat, and the life-size chupacabra into the truck, you can just (laughs) go anywhere.
1: That's the idea.
0: You can't even use it to drive home Cotton-Eyed Joe's razor, the axiom that states for a chupacabra to have come from somewhere. The chupacabra must therefore go somewhere. (laughs) So,
1: are you ready? I'm I'm blanking at the moment. What's that phrase that Scooby-Doo is known for? Scooby-Doo? The phrase the phrase that Scooby Doo is known for. <laughs> <laughs> My mind's blank, and that's why I'm asking you. It's, so <laughs> it's like when he's in trouble, he's, he says something, and like Shaggy's right is there like, next to him. Uh-oh. Yes. That was me saying yes. Yeah, I'm ready. I, I
0: got it. <laughs> 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 so where did the chupacabra come from? <laughs> this this seems odd to me. I don't know what's going on with us today. <clears throat> Must be something in the air. Some folklorists attribute the origins of the chupacabra to sightings of an entity in Puerto Rico during the 1970s. The tracking the Chupacara book states that in February and March 1975, stories circulated in the town of Mocha that some unknown beasts had attacked livestock and domestic animals, two ducks, a hog, three goats, and a pair of geese. There was no trace of blood in any of the animals in spite of the fact that the dead geese had snow-white feathers, upon which the slightest speck of blood would have showed up immediately, wrote one reporter. The author goes on to state, According to sociologist Robert Bartholomew, residents claimed that they heard loud screeches and or flapping wings coinciding with the attacks. Academics and police examined the carcasses and blamed everything from humans to snakes to vampire bats. This entity was then dubbed the Vampire of Mocha. What do you make of this situation in 1970s Puerto
1: Rico? You know, I don't know about you but a sociologist named Robert Bartholomew sounds fake to me. Like they just made up a name that would sound like some sort of sociologist that no one would ever look into. But have you looked into him? No. <laughs> it does I haven't. it does sound like a fake name, I admit. <laughs> I mean, so we have screeches and and the flapping. I feel would suggest some sort of bird or bat even. I mean, could a sandhill crane have gotten confused during migration? Or an owl. Do owls migrate? Do they? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, no. They, they live where they sit. Well, you're they never you're move. the expert here. I'm the professor. <laughs> exactly. So I'm saying that
0: owls do not migrate. <laughs> All right. We're writing that down as official facts. The author sets us up for the old one-two angel, a high left to get your attention and then a hyper combo uppercut to your unprotected ribs. As Benjamin Radford basically states, yeah, this mocha vampire is crap. In reality, if it was a chupacabra, why did it take about 20 more years to start feeding again? And on top of that, the claimed blood loss of these creatures was never actually verified. Finally. Puerto Rican researcher Lucas Montes states that the victims of the so-called vampire mocha were just the work of local pranksters. What do you
1: think of that? What the heck kind of prankster would kill hundreds of small animals and claim the blood was drained from them? I, I think this is some sort of perverted prototype version of scare tactics.
0: That That is is pretty demented to do something that far out. But I don't think it's unheard of.
1: For people to kill hundreds of small animals and leave them littered around an island state or province? Mm, Yeah,
0: I don't... You you don't care about killing some rats or mice? Who's doing that? People?
1: (laughs) Robert Bartholomew? Perhaps? Sociologist Robert Bartholomew? Rat killer (laughs) Robert Bartholomew? (laughs) He's...
0: Yeah, uh, Robert Bartholomew, if, you, if you're hearing this, come on, speak up.
1: A.K.A. the Rat King.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the chupacabra commotion really began in March of <laughs> 1995, when residents from Morovis and Orocovis began to find various barnyard animals that had been drained of their blood through what are described as small puncture wounds. This whole draining of blood stuff, what do you make of that? I mean, to me, it sounds like it's a a vampire, like standard
1: European. Yeah, what the hell is a European vampire doing there? (laughs) It should be in New England. (laughs) So there are several animals that feed on blood in nature. So we have a a few potential culprits. Some of the lower ones, the lower tier ones, are, of course, mosquitoes, fleas, my favorite, bed bugs, and then leeches. Mm. So uh, there are a few, though that are birds, like the red-billed oxpecker, which normally removes ticks, flies, and even maggots from larger host animals, but then the oxpecker, it will be like, don't mind if I do, and just start feeding on the blood of the animal from any open wounds that it happens to have, so it just sort of gets a taste for blood, and says, muy bueno. <laughs> there, there is a, a vampire finch in the Galapagos Uh, lamprey eels and of course the vampire bat though to my knowledge none of them you know suck a creature dry though that's pretty extreme
0: yeah uh that first bird you mentioned do you think it's just pulling off ticks and the wounds that are left behind it's like that's what i'm here for
1: Mm -hmm. it's like uh, a gold miner looking (laughs) for a gold vein (laughs) he's just removing rocks (laughs) aka ticks and then opens up the vein Mm -hmm. And he strikes it rich. He pulls off his little mining hat. And hoots and hollers in the air. Root and toots. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> I was going to say something, but I, I didn't. Nothing happened. <laughs> no words came out of my mouth. Now, get this, Angel. We have a Chad Lewis not the nfl player moment on our hands we have someone who was able to name a legendary creature as puerto rican comedian silverio perez claimed to have named the entity not long after the first initial attacks however there are of course those who disagree and claim they named it this got me thinking if you had a time machine and were to use it for the one single action of going back to the 1990s Puerto Rico to get ahead of this Chupacara chaos and name the entity, which in my opinion is the only valid reason to ever use a time machine, what would you have named the entity? Clearly, goat sucker is kind of off here as it apparently deviates from just goats. So there has to be a better option out there, right? There
1: is a medical term for when your blood won't clot. In the typical ways, which cause you to continue bleeding and make a normally non-critical wound a much more dangerous thing. This is known as hemophilia. In this instance, we have something that's that's desire for blood cannot be satiated. A maniac of sorts. So, I dub it the... Hemoph... (laughs) The hemophilmaniac...
0: The hemophil maniac. Okay. okay. How about you? <laughs> well, you know me, Angel. I like location based names of cryptids as has been shown in the past. So You have an affinity for them and too. <laughs> and so I went with the the more the the tamer version of, if you recall, my Van Meter visitor uh cryptid name. Um, so something you have to understand first is Puerto Rico ha- is known by many other names, one of them is the, the island of enchantment, and I did not yeah, know that, and is also Borinquen. So I
1: named I named the creature the Borinquean miscreant. That's a good one. Wow, I thought I thought you would go with the Puerto Rican ruffian. I I, I wanted to stay away from the R words.
0: I I mean the the, the band Meter was rapscallion. I didn't want to go with ruffian. <laughs> That's what I thought.
1: The r- rapscallion. That's what I meant to
0: say. So I just I just found a, a synonym for rapscallion. Miscreet came up.
1: (laughs) Somewhat similar to Maniac. (laughs) We're all in
0: this together. Anyway. (laughs) Well, there you have it. I think better names than Chupacabra, first of all. Hemophil.
1: They they roll off the tongue much easier.
0: Can you say it again? The Hemophil Maniac. Yeah, that one. (laughs) And the Borinkan Miscreant. Uh, So go ahead and start writing those names in, guys.
1: Yours sounds like it steals, like, underwear from people's laundry lines. Or, like, stomps on flowers in the flower pots. I I bet it does. (laughs) Sounds like a rapscallion to me.
0: (laughs) Once the name of the entity got out there... The Chupacabra games were on. <laughs> Months later came the first supposed eyewitness account to the new Puerto Rican vampire. This came from Madeline Tolentino, the woman who gave such a detailed description. It caused the Chupacabra calamity that we know today. It is said the, the first descriptions of this mysterious creature came about Six months into the mutilation epidemic, in September, a sighting by Madeline Tolentino, a housewife of Canovanas, a city to the east of the island's capital, San Juan, occurred and others gave it a form and a name. She claimed to have seen dark eyes that went up to the temples and spread around the sides. It was about four feet high, walked like a human on two legs, and had thin arms and legs, with three fingers and toes at the end of each limb. It had no ears or nose, but instead two small air holes. She notes what appeared to be feathers, spikes, or feathery spikes on the creature's back. This comes up time and time again now, Angel. The employment modifier of the eyewitness, Miss Tolentino, is a housewife. Is she credible?
1: I suppose first off, what are feathery spikes?
0: I I imagine they're uh spikes, but with feathers on them.
1: It's just a really hard feather
0: like a calcified feather I uh, yeah it's possible I think uh I think uh porcupines have that
1: I always forget porcupines are part of the avian family so I'm sort of conflicted here while technically unemployed housewife can be a horrendously difficult job with very little appreciation or acknowledgement but The flip side of the token, as I always say, for some people, it can be wildly unsatisfying, mundane, or just straight up boring. Is this a way to spice things up, you could say? Claiming to see this monstrosity to get attention? So, or
0: were you saying that she was lonely and she just wanted attention? Yeah, she
1: maybe wasn't being her uh, housewife life was not fulfilling enough. And, you know, maybe saw a moment to spice things up a bit, to try to get some acknowledgement around Coravanis, to say, hey, I'm important too. Appreciate it. Have, have, have
0: there been other cases
1: of bored housewives that uh, try to capitalize on certain events? I remember from our very first episode, there was a news article of a, I think it was in Mexico, that they saw a giant. And it was a housewife that saw it and then her like husband tried to do something like say, um, hey, look, it's a giant. And she like hit him or something and like shoved him in the house. I don't know. I don't remember it fully, but I remember there's a housewife scenario in that story. Yes, I remember this.
0: Um, I think it was uh, she saw it. And then the husband was like, oh, shut up, you're wrong, you're an idiot, yeah, like, putting her was. down. Yeah. And then he goes mm-hmm. and he sees it, he's like,
1: oh, there's a giant out there. So, you know, it's understandable. Sometimes women get treated like crap and yeah. they need their own moment to shine. Yeah. And, you know, seeing a, a feathery spiked creature in the backyard with three fingers and uh, Three fingers and toes at the end of each limb. I'm I'm glad that she said that because sometimes I just think sometimes fingers and toes aren't at the end of each limb.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, got got to put that uh, as a modifier because if you don't, I assume that there's no they're just stumps.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is starting to feel like uh, lizard man all over again.
1: Which in turn feels like frog man. <laughs> Why are these all the same <laughs> entity? Well, that's what I was saying before. They're all chupacabra. That, yeah. That air. That Air Force guy shot Merlin. A chupacabra <laughs> shot Merlin. Yes. <laughs> uh, Are they minions of Merlin? Do we have Merlin minions? If if
0: we uh, Merlin's pretty powerful, and we also mentioned uh, that perhaps the um, chupacabra is anything and. That's ever been and will be. Is it Santa?
1: Did did it kill Santa and gain the Santa Claus?
0: <laughs> Maybe.
1: Does the Chupacabra have to shave every morning in the mirror? That then sh- it could summon Bloody Mary through the mirror as it's shaving, being sucked into the mirror world, and then become one of my tenants in my mirror <laughs> this world? This all a ploy for you to get more tenants. <laughs> <laughs> See? My my little angels, they're doing their job in the mirror world. <laughs> oh, that trip to Thailand uh, changed my life, really, <laughs> learning of those I'm dolls. I'm still
0: trying to get more uh, Mandy Moore lore from you.
1: <laughs> you know, I have flashcards that I study so that on the spot I can just, you know, drop a few bars of Mandy Moore lore on my tour.
0: So, who knows more, many more, (laughs) lore?
1: Probably you. Uh, I mean, of course. (laughs) I have the tour. (laughs) It's it's like a one-man show, really. Or even, I'm open for, uh, like, speaking engagements. If you need, like...
0: (laughs) Do we need a hashtag for that?
1: (laughs) You know, if sometimes companies want to put on little, like, conventions, I could be an opener. And sort of make p- fake people out to think that Mandy Moore's there. I just come out like with all these Mandy Moore facts and stats and like hype it up and everyone, the crowd's really getting into it thinking Mandy Moore's coming out and then, you know, I introduce the CEO of of the company and he, you know, goes on with his normal spiel. And they are p- potential tenants too. <laughs> You know, I shake their hands, and I'm—I'm in one of my other hobbies is sleight of hand. So, I—I I just slip in a little—a little angel <laughs> into their pockets, and it goes home with them. And they, when they're home, taking off their jacket, they put their hand in their pocket, and they're like, "What? I have a little angel in my pockets," and you know, they've been marked. What? Wow. And then I chug a gallon of milk.
0: Well, uh, getting right back to it, reports on this eyewitness account, you know, um, Ms. Tolentino, um, then become the catalyst for the Chupacabra to apparently spread like a wildfire around the world. It spread from one geographic area to another. And the first thing that popped into my head was former presidential candidate Howard Dean when at a rally. He said... Not only are we going to New Hampshire, Tom Harkin, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico, and we're going to California and Texas and New York, and we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan, and then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. Yeah!
1: I think the the ghost of Macho Man Randy Savage just (laughs) possessed you, Howard Dean.
0: Well, what I hear is reports of the Chupacabra were like, not only are we going to Puerto Rico, we are going to Mexico, Madeleine, Tolentino, we are going to Chile, and Brazil, and Florida, and Arizona, and Argentina, and Colombia, we are going to Nicaragua, and Dominican Republic, and we are going to Panama, and then we are going to Russia to drink all the farmyard animals' blood. How can one entity make such a whirlwind tour in the span of several months to a year? Angel. <laughs>
1: If not Merlin and his broken magics with a K, I liken it to the Great Cicada Awakening a few months ago. So tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands awakening out of the ground all at once. In this scenario, we have chupacabras coming out of the ground like Night of the Living Dead. Say it goes back to some ancient landmass like Pangea. Then when the continents split the resting chupacabra spread around to what the world is as we know it now beyond that i think it's just some sort of it's just something that really draws people in the whole mystery of carcasses being left behind supposedly drained of blood you know it's it's intriguing
0: i suppose but chupacabras coming out of the ground
1: you saying that they don't
0: <laughs> i I mean, I guess we don't really know, huh?
1: Maybe I'll find some in my mall man tunnels once I retire.
0: <laughs> you better start
1: looking. Get my copper meter out. <laughs> ding, 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 There's a chupacabra.
0: What if you befriend the chupacabras?
1: I suppose more potential tenants.
0: <laughs> so you're just going to get them just to join but the mirror
1: world with you? Mm-hmm. I mean, gotta make that moolah somehow So, what I'm curious, what are they paying you in? Whatever they can find Little, like, uh, trinkets I like trinkets Um, Sometimes just, like, candy gold coins I like those you like candy Um, (laughs) (laughs) Some, you know, the ones My favorite tenants just give me circus peanuts Bag after bag of circus peanuts And paid in rent So, you know I'll be the size of Santa Claus by the time I'm dead. Is
0: that your goal? You want to become Santa Claus?
1: You know, I suppose when I'm walking floor to floor collecting my rent in person because that's what I'll be doing uh, in my bathrobe just rapping upon their doors like some I'll be the monster in their world showing up at third door uh, <laughs> ready to collect and um, yeah, I I think I'll look like Santa Claus.
0: I think soon, Bloody Mary will be scared of you.
1: She might be a tenant. You know, if she falls on some hard times, I got a room for her, so... And, you know, I'll have my my Santa sack so they can just drop their candy in my, in my, my sack.
0: Oh, boy. i a can of worms here.
1: It's the rent sack. <laughs> Throw it on in. Tenants... <laughs>
0: <laughs> one of the telltale chup- chupacabra signs is that a descent is that a des- of <clears throat> one of the telltale chupacabra signs is that of a desanguinated carcass. On his blog, our boy Dr. Carl Shooker summarized several aspects from Benjamin Radford's tracking the chupacabra book of what makes the remarkable bloodless corpses very much an unremarkable occurrence. Angel, it's almost like having a magic trick ruined. It's like Dr. Carl Shuker is the masked magician from the 90s just spoiling magic tricks on primetime TV. Shooker states that, first off, so many of the documented accounts are actually second, third, or even fourth-hand accounts. When you are that far removed from the original eyewitness account, the credibility of the situation goes out the window. <clears throat> Similarly, the so-called bloodless corpses found are actually never investigated by anyone that is medically trained or has any experience with any sort of forensic work. Claims of corpses drained of their blood are not scientifically substantiated and are ultimately unreliable. Shooker then details that when a body dies, regardless of it, of it regardless if it is human or animal, rigor mortis sets in and it is then accompanied by liver mortis, a lesser known process in which the carcass's blood soon begins to settle via gravity in the lower underneath areas and coagulates there both inside vessels and in tissue surrounding vessels from which it has leaked. This only takes a few hours at most. If a carcass is cut open and little to no blood emerges, this is due merely to the fact that it has had time to become fixed in the tissues and clotted. In short, the blood is still there, but it has simply dried up and its water content evaporated. A lot of good summarization there from Dr. Carl Schuker. What do you make of this sort of debunking in... Of the bloodless carcasses attributed to the chupacabra, uh, angel,
1: it, it all sounds very reasonable to me. So who am I to doubt the sugar?
0: So, so you believe you believe that this thing doesn't exist? Then it was just it's just all scientific uh, processes.
1: I didn't say that. What I would say is that it's not draining them of all of their blood. As is usually reported, that it's uh, it could be still out there, you know, drinking the blood, it's just not taking, you know, an entire cow's worth of blood. That thing would be, uh, would pop, <laughs> <It'd> be so <laughs> large, damn much blood, it wouldn't be able to run away, it wouldn't be able to get back into its ground tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, it would take, how how long would it take to drink a cow's entire body's worth of blood? And not vomit, like projectile vomit from the amount of liquid you just drank.
0: Well, I think any liquid you're going to stop at some point. Doesn't matter if it's mm-hmm. blood or not. Although blood has more, what, protein and fat content.
1: It's pretty, it can be pretty thick too. Yeah like a malt milkshake of blood
0: I don't know I feel like you're convincing me but I'm not so sure I think I think there's <laughs>
1: to, to drink blood right
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> so with the chupacabra craze spreading throughout Puerto Rico and then the world where has the chupacabra gone One would think that with so many reports and eyewitness accounts, he must still be out there, right? The sightings of this creature spiked in the months to a year after the original Tolentino encounter. I wanted to spotlight a couple from the Tracking the Chupacabra book to get a gut reaction from you, Angel. My guts full of blood. (laughs) So we'll start with number one, the Chile incident. Chilean newspapers ran articles by prominent UFO researchers Researchers who claimed the military had found three chupacabra eggs in Chile's North Atacama Desert and through top-secret clandestine genetics experiments in collaboration with the American government, of course, had hatched new chupacabras. It is stated that the chupacabra's material was then turned over to NASA as Chilean radio programs have accused NASA of creating the creature in the lab how about that?
1: I mean, the big the top of the episode we spoke about old Billy Boy mm-hmm. and what he was potentially doing and it just fell right in my lap. It's it's like a present was just gifted <laughs> to me here to to make my point for me. So, have you ever heard of the concept of psyops where the government can leak stories or pushes ones out there into the mainstream media that sound absurd the idea is that well this is so absurd why would i ever believe this why would nasa of all people because nasa is a person why would these benevolent scientists just trying to put you know landers out there on mars with a shoestring budget ever hatch chupacabra eggs i mean think about it here Could this be an instance just like that? The government is the one who throws this crazy story out there just to throw people off from the truth. It's not. But think about it. I've thought about it.
0: (laughs) Okay, how about how about number two? The Arizona incident. A young boy in Tucson told his father, Jose Espinoza, that a Chupacara opened the front door to their home slammed the door behind it, walked through the kitchen, and sat on the boy's bed before jumping out a window. He described it as three feet tall, with long arms, no legs, a beak, and a bright red nose. I mean, what the hell happened here? It barged into the house, Angel.
1: I'm... i almost at a loss of words here.
0: No legs! <laughs>
1: How do you explain that? Did a legless clown barge into his house? Did, it, did an amputated Ronald McDonald legless kick his door in and then sit, sits on his bed and then jumps out his window? This to me is honestly terrifying. I... It's scarier than an actual Chupacabra. I need need to know more about Jose Espinosa's son's crazy encounter. I don't think I've ever heard a story, anything at all, (laughs) similar to this. It didn't have any legs. How was it walking? It had a beak. Was it a sandhill crane? I don't know. A sandhill crane with no legs. Did it float, or did it propel itself on its with its arms like the Hopkinsville goblins?
0: What, what I, I want to know is if it has a beak. Where's the red nose sitting?
1: <laughs> on its on the end of its beak. I don't know. It does. It is it like the <laughs> the Bizarro version on C Lab 2021 of of Quinn? <laughs> He's just there to help, and he jumps out the window. <laughs> Bizarro, I'm helping. <laughs>
0: This, this. I think the Arizona incident is definitely one of the better incidents of this chupacabra.
1: <laughs> who fixed the window? Does like when Jose Espinosa comes home, like, boy, what are you doing in your room with this glass everywhere? And he tells his father, straight faced, this thing. Opened the front door Slammed it behind it Walked through our kitchen Father (laughs) Sat on my bed And then jumped out the window
0: And then he proceeds to describe the thing It had no legs
1: About three feet tall Long arms (laughs) A beak And a bright red nose Like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer or a clown. Yep. Yeah, that's, I mean, Ronald McDonald uh, broke and entered into this home. But, like, the, the amputated Ronald McDonald, one potentially that could live in my smear world slum, sounds like a perfect tenant.
0: You know, there's this X-Files episode um, where it deals with this Indian dude who has no legs. And he wheels himself around on a, like a skateboard type thing. And he has magic powers. And that's, that's pretty much all I remember from that episode. <laughs> I think he might uh, have been the Chupacabra. The,
1: <laughs> the actor. The actor yes. was the Chupacabra. Yes. They just, he wandered on set and they said, there's our guy. <laughs> Change the episode. <laughs> he didn't have a beak though. Uh, movie magic TV magic they just <laughs> put make- makeup on them
0: <laughs> oh well with these wild encounters it begs the question of what the heck is this entity this section I am calling the chop shop angel we are metaphorically gonna grab our butcher's cleavers and just start waylaying wildly at hunks of meat to get real deep bone deep to see the theories that lay deep Below the surface. I know you already have a bloody apron from unrelated things, so are you ready? Do you need me to say RUH RO again? <laughs> I was going to say, I can't
1: remember. <laughs> What's that thing that Scooby Doo <laughs> says? <laughs> RUH RO, I'm not ready. Okay. <laughs> I need some more time.
0: I'm not ready. You need some Scooby snacks.
1: I need Scrappy to give me some courage.
0: Gonna assume you're ready, and we'll start. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready now. Start with number one. We might have a problem theory. Might get it. Might cause mange. If in case you didn't know that. Let's get this first one out of the way. Wild doggies with mange. What do you make of that one?
1: I think this is sort of the basis of the most commonplace chupacabra today of the dog or coyote that looks like it's some sort of hairless hell beast just wandering around on dirt roads and running out in front of cars or cars or anything like that or found inside inside somebody's barn. I always... I have no scientific backing behind this but it always seems like anything with mange always looks like it has rabies too like it looks like a real sorry Mm -hmm. animal like it just needs to be uh given a bath and a rabies shot just to be safe but the most realistic probably i would say of if you don't know what mange is and seeing a wild animal that has it, it looks scary as hell. Yep. And it's just covered mm. in mites. <laughs> well, this just brings me back to the whole
0: people don't, can't recognize animals, it seems.
1: Mm-hmm. And they're always, like, snaggly-toothed. <laughs> like an like, iguana without a tail? Ju- <laughs> yep. Yeah. And the lower jaw's, like, jutting out so it looks even more... <laughs> absurd probably because it ha- it's injured mm-hmm. and like the the jaw broke at some point and it healed weirdly but like that and then on top of all that it got mange uh probably got rabies too in so fact, it's best to stay a- away from these fact, creatures one of the
0: videos i watched was of a woman talking about uh, when they first spotted this mangy dog she says to her husband i think that there's the chupacabra just like that like okay You see a a mangy creature And you automatically think It's the chupacabra Okay
1: Here's a a question for you Matt A chupacabra Or the chupacabra
0: Well she said a But I think there's only There's always been one Just the one Uh, Especially Mm. if You look into how it's said in Spanish It's It's el chupacabras Which means the goat sucker There's no uh it's, it's given the pronoun of the, essentially, the chupacabra.
1: Yeah, you've been really studying your Spanish. I'm, I'm happy for yeah, you. Yeah,
0: I, I, I figured I'd have to learn. Let's see. Let's go to the second one. Revenge of the Mongoose Theory. The 1990s saw Puerto Rico with a huge rat problem. To deal with it, the island did what everyone does in this situation. Release a predator to hunt down your problems. The Mongoose, of course, demolished the rat population, and its own population then went unchecked and exploded. Uh, researchers have tracked the decline in mongoose population lines up with less chupacabra encounters in Puerto Rico. What do you think of that?
1: It's, I suppose, compelling. I don't know much about <laughs> Um, I really didn't know that they hunted rats, but it made me think if you have a mongoose problem, I have some feral pigs <laughs> that could help sway that population to a lower amount. Um, but uh, it it makes sense if you release an animal that's you know maybe a lot of people don't know much about, and they see it scurrying about, um, it's gonna cause. Questions, concerns. I believe a mongoose is normally a, a night hunter as well, so seeing it in the night is maybe even more problematic for some people. To just any sort of animal, the night can be hard to identify. You know, over time, with the population declining, going hand in hand with chupacabra encounters going lower, <clears throat> it's a sound theory. I don't know.
0: I am reminded of what you said earlier of the the game of telephone where Mm -hmm. somebody says something and it it evolves over time. I remember a story in scary stories to tell in the, or to read to tell in the dark. Have you seen those books? Mm -hmm. One of them is a story about this. um, I barely remember the story, but if somebody finds a stray dog and they make it their pet, (laughs) it's a messed up looking dog, especially the artwork. The artwork is beautiful. And in the end, it's revealed that this dog is actually just a rat. <laughs> oh, how they... <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm thinking, so rats, dogs with mange, Chupacabra. It's all the same.
1: All killed by the monkeys.
0: <laughs> yes. Number three, aliens ate my farm animals theory. <laughs> this ties into some early explanations that the creature is an alien... was created from alien genes do we have aliens in our midst the
1: I suppose the issue that I have with this one is that it never never does anything besides kills animals what alien would travel light years to get here and kill chickens and goats and rabbits and never do anything else And especially not to humans yeah like why would it makes it? it and then always be cited in the why would they go to Puerto Rico? I suppose too, and then just hunt the animals there. As Hollywood has taught me, they go to Washington D.C. <laughs> at least, and at then least one. We have our Independence Day.
0: <laughs> well, I think uh, it's interesting because the next theory. Uh, is about movies, but it's also <laughs> about aliens. The movies made me do it theory. Benjamin Radford conducted some interview interviews with Madeline Tolentino and began to put some pieces, some missing pieces in the puzzle together. Tolentino mentioned that just a couple of weeks before her eyewitness account, she had watched the movie Species. With great detail, Tolentino was able to describe what she saw in Radford, realized it had a striking resemblance to the monster in species. While Radford doesn't necessarily call Tolentino a liar, it is more that she confused something she saw in a movie with something she saw in real life. What is your impression of this one?
1: I suppose it, it is uh, somewhat good detective work from Radford. It's it makes sense if somebody were to see a movie, maybe especially if they weren't uh, wasn't a normal movie that they like, genre that they typically watched. I think. Uh, The species monster was... It was designed by... Is it H.R. Geiger? Is that his name? The same guy that did the xenomorphs for Alien? Yeah. So, right off the bat, right there, then you already have a a crazy design for a monster. It probably would be something that would stick with you. Uh, I saw species as a kid, and other parts of that movie stuck with me much more than the Alien design. But... That's for another podcast, the after dark after dark <laughs> version <laughs> of the podcast. And I knew exactly uh, what you're talking about. <laughs> and um you know, it it makes sense to me. Another theory that is very, very plausible and it all coming down to Miss uh Talentino being the one that sparked a lot of this chupacabra calamity, as you said earlier. I, I like the I like the theory. It's a very um, interesting theory. It's not something I don't think we've ever seen before in the show.
0: Yeah, um and I've looked at the renditions of the f- the bipedal version of the Chupacabra and it just looks like uh, typical grey aliens but with mm-hmm. added features like spikes and red eyes and claws.
1: Mm-hmm. A little bit little like mm, uh teeth. Yeah. Pointy teeth. Yeah.
0: Maybe they're from the same planet.
1: Or grays or troop of coppers.
0: They, they evolve into them.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which in turn, Merlin is a gray. Is Merlin an alien? <laughs> It'll explain his magic. And then it wouldn't be magic with a K anymore. It'd just be uh, space science.
0: Space science. <laughs> that's that's uh, how they explain um, Thor and Thor. Them. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Anything else you wanted to add, Angel, before we head on to the rubric of power?
1: Yes. So, one thing I have, some major beef, some beef with when it comes to the Tracking the Chupacabra book is that the author states a goat sucker is also referred to in the writing of Aristotle, though no serious researcher would suggest that the Greek philosopher who died in 322 BC was referring to the chupacabra. Well, I take offense to that because that is exactly what I am doing right now. I'm not sure if I'm just driven by spite at this point in my life, but come on now. (laughs) Now we got to see what connection we can make to Aristotle. So in his history of animals book written in 350 BC, my main man, Aristotle was dropping some truths, hard truths. He sets the stage with this. The fact is, the nature of man is the most rounded off and complete, and consequently, in man, the qualities or capacities above referred to are found in their perfection. Hence, woman is more compassionate than man, more easily moved to tears, at the same time is more jealous, more quarrelous, more apt to scold and to strike. She is, furthermore, more prone to despondency and less hopeful ...than the man, more void of shame or self-respect, more false of speech, more deceptive, and of more retentive memory. She is also more wakeful, more, shrie- more shrinking, more difficult to rouse to action, and requires a smaller quantity of nutriment. Did you know that? I, I, I know. <laughs> As was previously stated, the male is more courageous than the female, according to Aristotle, and more sympathetic in the way of standing by to help. Even in the case of mollusks, when the cuttlefish is struck with the trident, the male stands by to help the female. But when the male is struck, the female runs away. So, I mean, who am I to argue with Aristotle? All these things that he observed in life, well, in his glorious life—I
0: mean, Aristotle has kind of a mi- history with uh, misogyny. But
1: continue. <laughs> no way! I don't believe that for a, a single moment. You're you're acting like the cuttlefish that's running away right now. <laughs> So one of his points that Aristotle makes is what he phrases as all creatures are at enmity with the carnivores and the carnivores with all the rest for they all subsist on living creatures. Basically, each animal is at war with some other animal, a predator and its prey. Aristotle then reveals to the world the the goat sucker. He says, the so-called goat sucker lives on mountains. It is a little larger than an owl cell and less than a cuckoo It lays two eggs, or three at most, and is of a sluggish disposition. It flies up to the she-goat and sucks its milk, from which habit it derives its name. It is said that after it has sucked the teat of the animal, the teat dries up and the animal goes blind. It is dim-sighted in the daytime, but sees well enough at night. So I have decoded the clues that Aristotle left for us here in this passage. The owl cell is a thrush, and a thrush is a part of the subfamily of the old world insect eaters. The goat sucker, this monstrosity, this abomination, this fiend and fallacy of God's creations has the gall to suckle at the udder of unsuspecting goats. Now stay with me here. At this point, as this is maybe the most important, it dries up the teat and causes the animal to go blind. It takes what it wants, suckling the milk like a man possessed, robs it of any further milkings, and inflicts blindness upon its prey. I know you know where I'm going with this next, because this is how I live my life. You see, in essence, the goat sucker was the original milk chugger, my friend. What we have here is an issue. The goat sucker makes any udder it suckles and suckles from as dry as my elbows. (laughs) They're like sandpaper, man. The goat sucker, (laughs) the goat sucker must (laughs) just grind them against things. (laughs) The goat sucker must evolve and find a new source of milk. It's new ambrosia. You know what I'm saying? So over the centuries it has evolved. How do birds birth through young in eggs? Now think back to <laughs> to earlier when the Chilean stories of finding chupacabra eggs. Eggs! No chupacabra is laying eggs. That's literally insane talk. But the goat sucking bird? There are probably entire rookeries of their eggs. You see, there is only so much milk. To go around. You and I don't have the proper milk supply for such gluttonous fiends. But what does every animal have? Blood. By converting to blood sucking, boy oh boy, now we got the goat sucker of today. An animal with an endless supply of food. Now, blood of course is nowhere close to the caloric quality of goat milk, which explains why they must drain possibly the entire animal and move on for more. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I rest my case. The bird (laughs) Aristotle... The the bird Aristotle was actually referring to is the Eastern Whippoorwill, and they don't really suckle goat udders and make them go blind. They just, you know, eat insects, and people in the past were just really confused about the world. (laughs) But it's a possibility.
0: A very... Entertaining possibility
1: I don't know about that
0: (laughs) But you're right There is There is no bird that's going around I mean you're implying that the bird had evolved from drinking milk to drinking blood
1: Well Because it's It was going to eat It's only source of nutrients Out of the world Over time there's only so many things that you can get milk from if it eats them all. Then you got like a, a vampire issue. I think it was like 30, 30 days a night or whatever it was, um, where like the vampires take over the world and they just like keep humans, uh, alive in basically tubes to <laughs> keep their blood going. Yeah. And then, and then the humans rise up. But I mean, the bloods, the, the birds go in that direction. There's only going to be so many udders out there to suckle on. (laughs) And um, they got to convert. Convert to blood.
0: Well, this may have been your naughtiest sounding theory
1: yet. There is a lot of teat. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe too much, too much teat. Uh,
0: There's never enough. That's what
1: I always say TMT. (laughs) Too much teat.
0: Well, with all that being said, I think it's time we head over to the. Uh, I just had
1: another thought. Oh, no, <laughs> the, uh, you know, the milk chugging part of my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good for In I mean, it's very near and dear to my life, very big part. In one of the newer <laughs> Star Wars movies, when they find Luke Skywalker, um, there's a chugging part where blue he's milk? like. If he drinks the milk straight from the udder, I mean that might be a bucket list item for me.
0: You know, Tom Green's done that.
1: Yep, he looked like he was having a lot of fun. So I mean, both Luke Skywalker and both Tom Green looked like they're having fun. Good enough for me. That's that's a good enough uh, pooling source of people that look like they're having fun to say yes, I will have fun Maybe if I drink your straight from the udder. Can
0: pay you in milk
1: they just have their own cow inside their inside their rooms <laughs> I'm like showing the rooms like here is your bathroom here is your living room here is your cow room feed it well because I drink a lot <laughs> <laughs> Just feed it circus <laughs> <his> peanuts
0: <laughs> let's let's get into the rubric of power shall we <laughs> so For <bro>. the t- <laughs> <laughs> Chupacabra, rubric of power. For the first category, power, what did you give it, Angel?
1: It's I think stealth abilities are possibly off the charts. Has anyone actually seen it eating anything? I don't. I don't. Mem- I didn't see any stories of it in the in the moment feeding. It's always either like running away or you find it, the wake of its hundreds of dead animals that it leaves behind. the The possibility of it being a shapeshifter, shif- shape or even worse, this thing could be a mimic, and just takes the shape of whatever it wants. Like, it could be a chair, and you sit on it. <laughs> it turns into a chupacabra. I don't. The it could be spying on you in your house, and you don't know. <laughs> it could be your bed, <laughs> and then it just clamps you. <laughs> <laughs> like in like a man-eating cartoon tree, cartoon style. <laughs> yep, like or man-eating tree. Yep. So I gave it a three and a half for powers, just because it seems to be, you know, not strong at all. I don't, no one says the trooper cobra has superhuman strength. Mm-hmm. That's that's insanity. And I mean, it's all stealth based, and it's always just scampering away. It's like <laughs> a little. Um, to bring it back to Ronald McDonald it's like the hamburger just running away with his hamburgers and you can't catch him. Although I think he gets caught all the time so that's not a good comparison. <laughs> well, I
0: did a little uh, something a little different because uh, there's so much information on the Chupacabra and considering it's a fairly recent cryptid I think it's astonishing the amount of information that exists out there. Uh, but I found a website that lists its powers and weaknesses. Oh, yeah. And and before I list them, I'm also going to mention that that book, um, tra- uh, tracking, tracking the, Troop- the Coppers. Yeah. Um, it, it says that it can
1: un- it can understand Spanish. Which is, I guess, uh, an ability. <laughs> so it just inherently knows <laughs> language, but only Spanish. Yes,
0: the the example wow. given the example given is that a, a woman um, witnesses it and she's not impressed. She's like, "This is this is the chupacabra." Like, what is this? And then like insults it to its face, and it kind of like hid its face in its wings because it was ashamed of what she had said.
1: So, do you think it knows like the more conversational, like Latin American Spanish, or the conversational, uh, Spain proper Spanish?
0: Oh, definitely Latin American. <laughs> it it also knows the profanities. It says the book says. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so of the powers listed on this website, it says it can do hypnosis. Skunk ape anyone? Uh, my God! It says some reports is the skunk ape a <laughs> chupacabra. It says some- She's covered in hair. Well, the skunk ape does have red glowing eyes, doesn't it? Hmm. Some reports. I mean, mm, Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone? Yep. It says yeah. It says some reports claim the chupacabra's red eyes have the ability to hypnotize and paralyze their,
1: its prey. To do what? I suppose then just suck your blood. Yeah. But it's never. It's never after humans. Yeah,
0: it's it's a, you know, it's not aggressive towards humans. It also has a verminous verminous bite so that I guess it uh, when it bites, it's also producing a venom. I don't know where that came from, but it's there. What? It's got an <laughs> infectious bite. So it says here, if a human came in contact with its fangs, the, vic- the, the victim would also be. You guessed it. Transformed into a chupacabras.
1: No, that's right. It's got its, a, got its own claws, bite, a bite, a bite, <laughs> <a> bite claws. <clause. laughs>
0: and despite what you said, it's listed here as having enhanced strength. Mm,
1: no, <laughs> is the chupacabra like flipping cars out there in the world? Not only that, but it's got um, Mega Man
0: abilities. <laughs> Says the Chupacarmas can copy its victim's abilities.
1: What <laughs> it has, well, the- like, what abilities if it's eating like a chicken? What abilities does a chicken have? <laughs> it has the capability
0: of flight. <laughs> it says it can reproduce without a romantic partner and lay eggs. So that that uh, that tracks. It's a bird. <laughs> It's the Whippoorwill (laughs) And that it can heal wounds with no exceptions
1: It's Its own or other people's wounds
0: (laughs) It's own (laughs) So right there I mean I'm I'm giving it a four But the weaknesses I took into uh, account Apparently it's afraid of water Because it doesn't know how to swim It, It would be destroyed by sunlight if exposed what it would die if shot by shotgun. What? <laughs> Only shotgun shells. Fire burns the chupacabras.
1: What if you? What if your shotgun had flame damage? <laughs> well, I mean,
0: that's extra death right there. Mm-hmm. So even though the the chupacabras can uh, has a venomous bite, it also can be affected if a another venomous creature bites it.
1: So it's not impervious to bullets or Venom. No. Okay.
0: <laughs> and and the, my favorite weakness is the last One listed. It says brute force Strong blows to the chest and head Will most definitely kill it
1: <laughs> Just you know Thrust kick it in the chest and Kill a troopacabra <laughs> <And, laughs> I'm working on my squats now to get Some real good
0: and thigh power Funnily enough With all that in place, my calculations ended up coming out to be exactly
1: what you gave it, a three and a half. Wow, we're (laughs) on a... the same mirror wavelength. So, what do you have for detectability? You know, this may be controversial, but at first, I thought, dang, most of the reports are just the aftermath of it feeding, but then it's like everything is being attributed to it, like you, like you said earlier, the lady saw it, the dog with mange, and she's like, "There's the the chupacabra." Uh, like regardless of it, actually, if it actually does anything, everything is attributed to it. It's like I said, everything that once was and ever will be is the chupacabra. Mm-hmm. The like we didn't talk too much about it in the the different forms of it, but uh, some explained it like a a kangaroo with wings. Uh, what the hell is that? I don't know. It's uh, the, the, um, Jose's son, that the legless thing with the beak and red nose. That's a chupacabra. It's like, if, if you don't know what it is, just call it a chupacabra. So because of that, and that hurts its detectability in my eyes, it's like, you don't care what it is, it's a chupacabra. You don't know what it is, it's a chupacabra. If you, if you think you know what it is, it's a chupacabra. So a one <laughs> is what this thing needs. It's what it deserves.
0: Um, I have similar thinking as you. Uh, I, I agree with everything you've said. But I also take into account that uh, the mongoose have <laughs> lowered, helped lower the sightings over the years. So what think- if the mong
1: What if the mongoose is the thing that's hunting the chupacabra, and that's why it needs its uh, bikes back spikes?
0: <laughs> Maybe to protect
1: itself from mongoose packs.
0: <laughs> so because uh, because I think the uh, chupacabra sightings have been going down, I think that raises it up to an uh, uh, adequate level of detectability.
1: So I give mm-hmm. it a two.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So what do you have for uh, lore and mystique?
1: So uh, the idea that so many different encounters can be attributed to it while insane it is kind of neat that it gets it's what 1995 is when it really started blowing up and that's not that long ago like regardless of the situation the chupacabra did it it's like it's our new like (laughs) the joke the simpsons did it chupacabra did it and uh, we've talked We just talked about the legless creature that barged into the kid's house, slamming doors, sitting on his bed, jumping out his window. What the hell is that? Like, (laughs) I'm serious. What the (laughs) hell is going on? That would scar me for the rest of my life. I've actually had a dream when I was, I think, in freshman year of high school. I was sitting in the living room of of my house. And the living room, there was this, like, this door that was... uh, it could close and it was on hinges. It could push either way. And uh, for some reason it was like swinging open and close, open and close. And then through there was the kitchen. And into the back of the kitchen was the like the back door to a patio. And like I was sitting at the living room, at the dining room table. And um, my grandmother like rushes through the back door. But she's like aggressive and super fast and she's just like (laughs) running through the back door and like opens up the the screen door with almost so much force it she rips it off the hinges and then she opens the, the back door and stands there and stares at me and then rushes towards me and then like the the um that door was then still like pushing back and forth, and she charges through that door at me, and like jumps over the table at me, and it's like this eighty-year-old woman running towards me. That scarred me, and it was a dream. I don't know where the dream came from. If I lived that thing of the the legless, beaked, red-nosed creature <laughs> slamming doors and sitting on my bed and jumping out my window. I wouldn't I would need therapy for a very long long time. <laughs> I can't even imagine what that kid went through. So I am giving the lore a 3.30. 3.30. 0.
0: 0. Okay. Um yeah, I am I'm with you 100%. The uh the this is like a Slenderman level uh mm-hmm. how it just blew up and and um in popularity. But I think, I think the, what's interesting about the Chupacabra is that it's become, it, it's become an established cryptid. Whereas with Slenderman, people still kind of acknowledge that it just has internet origins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- there's the unfortunate incidents that happened with Slenderman and, and the, and those, the girls, but that was like, that was it. You know we don't hear any more of it, but with the chupacabra, there's it's just like now people can cite it and be like, oh, I saw something, and nobody really say, says anything like, oh, I saw the slender man the other day. Yeah, so it's a. Uh, I gave it a three.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's safe to say that the chupacabra is on the same tier, like tier one, Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Then it goes Loch Ness and then Chupacabra. I think is the 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 trio of cryptiddom.
0: No Mothman, huh?
1: Nope. I think Chupacabra is above Mothman. Mothman might be like a a five or six. All right, all right. Here's the... and that's and that's being kind to the Mothman. <laughs> oh, the first time I have ever been kind to the Mothman. <laughs> all right. Here's the. Uh...
0: Here's the one that uh, counts. Cutting an intelligence.
1: You know, I'm always saying these creatures gotta be aggressive. (laughs) It's not aggressive, I don't think. So, this thing just eats animals and has, in my opinion, the levels of intelligence of an animal. And nothing is ever attributed to higher capabilities except randomly it knowing Spanish on some accounts. And it specifically uh and <laughs> knowing curse words and swears at you. I mean might as well give it some alcohol. Is the suchunoko a chupacabra? <laughs> Rolling down the hill and and vanishing away like Merlin can do. <laughs> so I uh, I am giving it a one in cunning and intelligence.
0: Man, that's pretty controversial. I went the the other direction. Um what? Yeah, you said it yourself. He you understands Spanish. I mean, not many. Well,
1: according to like one woman,
0: <laughs> not many creatures can understand any spoken language. It, it feels shame because it heard the words and it felt hurt. Um, it, it it how do c- you know, felt shame? It purposely doesn't target humans because it probably knows that humans are dangerous. Um. So it knows it's only going to attack animals that that it, and, and it's not attacking them just to attack them and it's using them for sustenance um and if it is Merlin, then come on it's got to be hyper intelligent <laughs> to begin
1: with <laughs> this is feral Merlin he has he's been in the cave for millennia he has his wits aren't no longer about him his magic is wild
0: well in any case, I gave it a three point5.
1: You would. <laughs> and
0: how about pop culture?
1: And there are so many movies about the Chupacabra. It is the perfect, the perfect sci-fi original Monster of the Week m- movie. It's uh, one interesting though thing that I found about it is that typically Hispanic films, um, they tend to treat the Chupacabra as a comedic entity rather than. Uh, Hollywood films or indie films in America that treat it as um, like a more sinister or serious monster on the hunt for, I would imagine, some sort of uh, teenagers to young adults that are out partying and they wander into Chupacabra's territory and become its prey. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, Hollywood's going to make it super aggressive. <laughs> so yeah. And then at the same time with it being on that, as I said before, the, the mega tier of cryptids, the Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster, chupacabra—it is a—it's—it's a—it's a powerhouse in this community of like paranormal stuff. Everybody knows it. You, you, people know the word, and like it brings an image to your head. It's not a who gag, like what the hell is that? <laughs> Let me tell you a story about Pliny the Elder, and then <laughs> it goes from there. So impact on pop culture
0: four Yeah um I'm with you there with the, in terms of movies I don't think the impact on pop culture is that impressive but but you know how I do I got my my, my beers here and there's quite a few of them there's five paddles. The Chupacabra Spice Porter. It's Porter. There's 903 Chupacabra. Avery Chupacabra. Balsam Falls Chupacabra. Cucurbita. Barhop Chupacabra Party. I mean, this.
1: The Baja <laughs> Party.
0: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we got Craft Heads El Chupacabra. There's uh, Casuelas Chupacabra IPA. Yeah, this thing is 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 yeah. It's made it. To, it made it to the top here, but. I don't know. There's something about it that I feel like it's not quite in everyone's consciousness still. It's it's almost like on the margins.
1: It lingers there. It just needs the push to that memory to come back.
0: Yeah. So I had, you know, I gave it a 3.998. Oh. <laughs> you would. <laughs> <laughs> and so... What was your total score?
1: I was at a 12.8.
0: Running this through my machine. (laughs) And we get a total for the Chupacabra of
1: 14.399. So that is just below in season one. Baba Yaga with a 14.88 that that entity had just above the Rougarou. That was at a 13.875. Not a bad showing from Chupacabra, aka Merlin.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I think this creature doesn't need to be amalgamated. I think it has no. enough going it's, on for it. Done, yeah. <laughs>
1: uh humanity has done that enough already. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's gonna be a whoopertinger in a few more years.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <Ew. laughs> <laughs> Alright, Curiosities, it is once again that time to join us on that blood-sucking part of society called social media by following us at Cracking Curios on Twitter and tweet at us with the hashtag Cracked Cryptids. Tell us what movie actor you would want to see in a Chupacabra claws movie. I vote Dan Aykroyd. How about you?
0: Well, I had him, had thought of him earlier, oh gone. What was it? There was a guy. Oh, um, no, I lost it again. <laughs> there was a guy I saw earlier today, and I'm like, oh, he's he's uh he's been doing paranormal stuff and things like that. Why don't I mention him? No, I can't. What remember movie? Where? What was it? Huh? What movie? What
1: movie?
0: I don't think it was a movie. I was watching some show or something. Was
1: it a movie? No, no. Uh, Is this a Scooby Doo joke? <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> I think I think it was Mitch Pileggi who uh, played uh, A.D. Skinner on on. on oh on, on
1: yeah, A.D. Skinner. What the hell's he been up to?
0: I don't know if he has. Has a... he been
1: reinstated into the FBI? <laughs> he was randomly in a zombie movie that I watched. I don't remember the exact zombie movie, but he like rides in on the back of a, of a Jeep. And I was like, Oh my God, it's AD Skinner. (laughs) (laughs) What
0: was I watching? I was watching a review of a movie that happened to have him in it. It was, Oh, a review of the movie, uh, Polaroid. I don't know if you've seen that movie. I haven't seen it. I just watched the the review of it. Cause who else was in that? I don't know. a bunch of, People probably wouldn't know. It's like about it this. Sounds ca- familiar. This camera happens to house like a demon in it, and the girl picks up, takes pictures of it, and whoever's in the picture gets killed or dies or something.
1: Well, you mentioned uh, that last episode, I think, too. You know, don't get, <laughs> never get your picture taken from a camera. So, <laughs> AD Skinner <laughs> <Yeah>. approves. <laughs> uh, so, you can also follow us on Instagram at cracking cryptids don't send us any emails as i've been told emailing isn't cool anymore so don't do that subscribe on any podcast service or even all of them at once if you like tell everyone you know about this show and say hey friend do you want to be a curiosity too i'm sure that they will enjoy that so as always chupa catch you later
0: This has been, and I am actually traveling back into time. Production. I was gonna say something, but I, I didn't. Nothing happened. <laughs>